Guides in the Gulf. Oh, fancy new microphones. Very fancy, mate. <laughs> what do you reckon? Oh, mate, it's. Uh, I've been looking forward to this. There's been a few people out there. Um, I'm just going to get the stopwatch going. Whoops. Yeah, it's been going pretty good. A lot of people uh, liking what's going on. So. Yeah, well, there's a few of them out there that have been harassing us, saying when's when's episode seven. So. Well, it's uh, right now. <laughs> Here it is. <laughs> As you listen to it. Yep. So um, we're nearly nearly back up into date now. So. Um, yeah, well, this episode will be uploaded in two days. Yeah. So we're, it's very current. Yeah, so it's Wednesday today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it'll be back up on Friday and then hopefully we'll be back, in, back on schedule again now. Um, now that we're sort of back, back into it a bit. Um, yeah, so welcome to episode seven, guys. Thanks, everyone, that's um, been listening um, already for the first six episodes. It's been going really well. Um, yeah, well, looking at all the stats on um, ACAST, and that's quite interesting, actually, yep. looking at it and looking at it's all, all going in the right direction. So, yep. um, and on YouTube as well, mate, there's um, yeah, plenty of people watching that. And yeah, so it's, no, it's pretty good. It's very exciting. Um, yeah, going really well. So uh, you just got back a couple of days ago. But uh, you travelled down to Queensland for Christmas and New Year's? Yeah, mate. Yeah, so did a few weeks down there with uh, with the family. So my wife and my two kids travelled down. We, we originally were going to fly, but then we decided to drive. I think we I even mentioned it on the podcast that we were going to drive and um, try and sell some merch on the way, um, yeah. which, which we did, and which was a bit of a spin out because, yeah, on the first day we, we tried it, we're... Sort of, I put out a little uh, one-minute video. We're at uh, Camuil, which is what an hour from Mount Isa, and saying, "All right, yeah. all right, guys, we're an hour from Mount Isa. We're going to be travelling through here, through I can't remember where, uh, Cloncurry, and all that today." And yeah. so, just just talk about that. So, for people that haven't travelled from Queensland to here before, so there's a few different ways you can go. Like you can go the southern route, which takes you sort of long reach down to Roma, and then across to Toowoomba, and then. Yeah, like the end of the coast that way. Yeah, or you can go like the the very top way, which you go like, from Mount Isa across, um, like, like Huendon, Richmond, Charters Towers to Townsville. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. then there's the middle way, which is what we went, which was uh, f- uh, you go straight at Barcolden rather than turning going south. So you go across from Barcolden. I've got a mental blank. I can't even think of and what's And it takes there. you basically across to like Rockhampton. Yeah, yeah, basically. Rockhampton. Yeah, yeah. And then we went south from there down. And that's to the way you went the middle, the middle way. The middle yeah. way. Yeah, yeah. So it's about what from here to like you ended up roughly sort of while well, you went to Harvey Bay first, is that right? Yeah. And yeah. so from here to Brisbane, I think it's about just on three thousand k. Something like that. Yeah. So Harvey Bay would be a little bit less. Yeah, yeah, a few hundred less. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. So you went from here the first day. You got to. Uh, Camuil. Camuil stayed the night there, which yep. is pretty good. It's not a bad stop there. I don't mind yeah, staying there. Yeah, yeah. There's a little pub there, the Post Office Hotel, I think it is. Yep. Um, yeah, you, you, we just stayed in a, a cabin or a room out the back there, which was good. Went up for a feed and a few schooners and then tried to settle the kids kids to sleep after being stuck in the car all day. So <laughs> they had a bit of energy to get out. But Yeah, well, that's about, what, 800, 900 k's from here, 850, something like that. Yeah, um, yeah. So when you, you can do mount- kids, it's... Yeah, with kids, everything takes longer, yeah. 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 But, and it's it's a rough road as well, like that, that um, you know, going down the tablelands and then... Yeah, um, uh, my wife called it uh, pothole breeding season at the moment. <laughs> um, yeah, there's there's the first 100 k's from Cape Crawford, just up the road here, down, the first 100 k's down is not too bad. A lot of it is two, two lanes and, and not too bad. But when you get down towards Barclay Homestead, the Barclay Highway there, um, yeah, there's some, 
some big potholes that are not pleasant when they sneak up on you. Yeah, yeah, it's big sky country out there too, very flat. Like you can actually, you can pull up there and you can, as far as I can see, 360 degrees, you can't see a single tree or anything. It's yeah. just, just dead flat. Yeah. You can almost see the curvature of the earth. It's that flat there. It's, yeah. it's like being in the middle of the ocean yeah. almost. Uh, big cattle country, so a lot of AACO sort of stuff down yeah. there and like big, big stations yeah. brought down. Like million acre size sort of stations. Million, yeah. Millions of acres, yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, yeah, famous Brunette Downs races down yeah. there, mate. I do, yeah. Uh, so across there, Cam Wheel, and then uh, the next morning pulled up in Isa and uh, yeah, pulled so up we, with some people there. Yeah, so we put up put a message out that morning, and we were literally an hour from Mount Isa, and within. So by the time we got there, we had messages coming through from people saying, "Oh yeah, we'd love to meet you. Yeah, we'll come in. I want to buy a shirt. I want to buy a hat. This sort of thing." So we had a few people there and. Uh, taking selfies with people and doing videos for their kids and <laughs> stuff like that. It was, um, yeah, a real spin out that I'm just just me and I make fishing videos and people think I'm special. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know. Far, a long way yeah, away, too. Yeah. Yeah, a thousand k's from here. Yeah, like, but yeah, people are excited to meet me, and it, it's mm. still a spin out that that that's the case. But yeah, it, I was, it's it was really cool. That was that was probably my favourite stop, man. I was, we actually stopped there on the way up. We actually stopped at a pub. And met some of the same people and, and a few extras as well. Yeah, and had a few beers with them. That yeah, it was, yeah, they're awesome people. They're, yeah, I'm trying to get them up uh, up to King Ash Bay this year. They yeah, hopefully come up here. A little bit of fishing. Yeah. Yeah. So then from there, um, where do you go? Where's the next stop? Yeah. From there? Oh, I can't even think. So go down to Cloncarry. Yeah. Turn off at Cloncarry. Start heading south. Yeah. So down through uh, McKinlay, Kainuna. Winton. Winton was our next stop. Again, so for people that don't know, so McKinlay, that's um, like a Walkabout Creek Hotel. Like that's, yeah, yeah, that's, that's like that's where the, Crocodile Dundee yeah, was filmed, in the middle of the desert, yeah. pretty much. <laughs> and then the Blue Healer Hotel. At Kainuna, uh, At yeah. Kainuna, yeah. Yeah, and these are both towns with uh, population maybe three. Eight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're not, not big. Not very big anyway. <laughs> yeah. Smaller than King Ash Bay. Yeah. But then uh, next town was... Uh, Winton, which yeah, there's a good bakery there. So yeah, got got uh, got a pie at Winton. Oh, and I'm thinking of Longreach. Longreach, that's got the the, the Qantas Museum. Yeah, yeah. Longreach is the one with um with the bakery. It's the Merino Bakery. It's called. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I get a pie there every time. But Colden's got a good bakery. It's all about the bakeries all the way down, mate. <laughs> no, yeah. uh, Longreach. That's uh. Yeah, that's the the uh, Qantas um, museum there because obviously Qantas was started just near, not actually at Longreach, but just near Longreach because yeah. um, Qantas is obviously Queensland Northern Territory Airline Services was yeah. what it started as. Um, so it, it sort of started that area. Yeah. And then like it's... Um, what else is something else um, interesting about that's not the Stockman's Hall of Fame or is that Winton? Uh, no, that's there as well. Stockman's Hall of Fame is in Longreach yeah, as well. Okay. Right? And then um, all the streets are named after birds, I reckon. Okay. I'm pretty sure all the streets are named yeah. yeah, Pelican Street and Sparrow <laughs> yeah, Street right, and yeah. Emu Street and things like that. So, yeah, something interesting. People are travelling around. Yeah. Another thing on the way, when I met people along the way, even people that I didn't plan on meeting, but just randomly, for example, on the way home in, in Winton at the Servo, there was a lady there that pulled me up and was like, I was just listening to your playlist. I'm like, oh, which one? She goes, oh, the Golf Mud Crabbers one. So the, <laughs> our Spotify playlist... And I could just tell by just her body language that she's like, she wasn't very impressed. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I'm like, oh, look, I know there's a few wobbly ones in there, um, but look, every song in that playlist has a meaning. Yeah, they got a, got a um, meaning. And, and a reason why, why we put it in there, yeah. And she's like, oh, we're going to start our own one. And I think I got a message randomly yesterday or the day before um, from her saying, oh, it's the lady you met at 
um, at the at the petrol station at Winton, and I'll, yeah, here's a link to our playlist that we started. <laughs> so I have to go and have a listen. So that was just somebody travelling as well. Yeah, yeah, they were heading south. They so they did the opposite to us. They they'd been in Darwin for Christmas visiting family. Yeah. And they were heading back down south, and we yeah we just crossed paths. Yeah, oh, someone cool. never met before, and yeah. Yeah, oh, awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we did the the whole family thing, family and friends. We stayed in oh, we must have stayed in thirty different beds. Yeah. Um, on on the whole trip between visiting everyone and that, it was great seeing yeah family and friends and. The grandkids love spending time with everyone. It's, it's such a hard thing too, because like, especially I know you've got a lot of people like that you know from from uh, down the you know Goldie and um, you know all well, all around that East Coast sort of country. Yeah, it's the same for me. You know, like um, having gone to school down there, and then I've got some family down there as well. And then every time you get away, it's so difficult trying to catch up with everyone. And then yeah. like my missus is all her family. You know, um, is down there so. You know, trying to catch up with everyone, especially if you've only got a couple of weeks, you end up, yeah, doing more travelling than anything. Yeah, which is a bit of a pain sometimes. Yeah, it's hard just to get away and uh, relax. But um, you managed to find some time to yourself, mate, and do well, a bit. We, we did, yeah. So for I think we booked into a, an Airbnb in Brisbane, like right in Southbank on uh, on New Year's Eve. Yeah. We arrived New Year's Eve. We actually arrived there at three p.m. to our first ever Airbnb. And we walk in and there's rubbish on the floor and the beds haven't been made and stuff like that. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> you haven't told what? me this one. <laughs> I'm like, oh, what's going on? So, yeah, Jazz rings up whatever number and it, it goes through to a cleaning service. So it must all be outsourced. It's not done by the owner. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, they just haven't cleaned. From, <laughs> so it's all the stuff from the previous oh, customers are still in lovely. there. And we're like, and it's New Year's Eve. But yeah, so probably by the time we get through, it's probably getting close to four o'clock. And then, uh, then they say, oh, look, um, if you leave the room for an hour and a half, we'll get some urgent cleaners to come in and, and clean the room. <sighs> all right. Well, That is all with kids as well. Yeah, you yeah. And we've in. been traveling all day because we went, we, yeah, anyway, it was a bit packed up. We were staying the night before down on the Gold Coast and we'd, anyway, big day. And uh, yeah, so we start driving and um, we get probably oh, 25 minutes from the hotel room and we get, Jazz gets a phone call. Oh, uh, where are the keys? you didn't say to leave the key like they can't the cleaners can't get into the room <laughs> so then we're like oh, we just went through like three tolls as well so we've <laughs> like we've paid money to travel away from here and, and brisbane traffic yeah oh man <laughs> I, and coming from somewhere like here yeah. where you're not used to cars like the first two days driving in brisbane i was like i've got ptsd man like yeah it stress, <laughs> stresses me out too right every time yeah. i go somewhere and hire a car yeah. or something yeah so. by the end i was i was fine with it but yeah far out um, anyway, so we're like, all right, well, let's turn around. Jazz is almost in tears. The kids are screaming. We go back. We get the keys to these cleaners. And anyway, but by the end, we come back, yeah, an hour and a half later or whatever it was, and the, the place was immaculate. And we go out on the balcony, and I'll bring up a photo, actually. I'll show you. The, um, the, the, we were met with the skyline of Brisbane, which we weren't expecting. For, it was, this was the cheapest room we could find. So we weren't firstly expecting to be able to see like the beautiful Brisbane skyline and then when the fireworks started at nine o'clock we got a perfect view of them from our balcony so the kids are flipping out they absolutely loved it <laughs> um, worked out pretty good it did even when we when we actually first went out when we first opened that the uh sliding door to go out and it was dark and little Artie he looks up and goes space station he points up in the air and says space station and I'm like oh it's <laughs> all right buddy it's probably just a plane or something and I have a look I'm like there's no flashing lights on that I said, there's no way, like timing-wise, like you get a perfect view of the, uh, the ISS 
like a few times a year or whatever, you know. So I thought, oh, I do have the ISS Spotter app on my phone. So I whip it out and have a look. I'm like, straight over the top of Brisbane is the International Space Station. <laughs> I'm like, what? Yeah, so it was like a perfect, it was almost like a sign from I don't know who, but <laughs> to say that everything's going to be all right. Like this is the start of something good. And as a result, we did have a great trip there. Um, we went straight across the road was the um, Brisbane. Mu- <laughs> That's on the other side of the river. Yeah, yeah. Um, the museum, yeah. So we took the kids there to see the dinosaurs stuff and uh, the South Bank, the big pools there. Have you ever been to them in Brisbane? The it's like oh. all sandy beaches, but man-made. Yeah, years and years it, it's, ago. It's incredible. Like it's a really, really, really nice spot. Yeah. So that was uh, so that was pretty much my trip. So I got back two days ago. So that was that was New Year's. You went there yeah, yeah, New Year's, and yeah. then you went. So from we still went back to Harvey Bay again for a couple yeah. of nights, and then yeah, we've flown through to here. So, but you you dropped the kids off with the in-laws. Yeah, and they're actually driving them up to to Darwin. Then, which meant my wife and I came here. But I had we had strategically left my car here at King Ash Bay on the drive down, so that we had to stop at King Ash Bay on the way up. Yeah. So now I'm here. So my wife's driven back to Darwin. My kids are in Mount Isa tonight. And I'm, I'm here at King Ash Bay, so I've got probably a week here. Yeah. And then go up, little Artie starts his, uh, starts prep, or uh, yeah, prep. Uh, so his first year of school. Yeah. They call it different things in different states. but Transition it, or? Oh, yeah, sorry, transition. Yeah. Far out. Yeah, it's transition. Does he have like transition and year one, I think? Yeah, so he's just yeah. below year one, whatever that's called. Transition, yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's a whole heap of stuff. That's a lot of information for me. <laughs> what about you? What have you been doing? Oh, I've been fairly quiet, mate. Not yeah. um, not a whole lot. Uh, went up to Darwin for Christmas. I uh, was back here for New Year's though. But yeah, took um, Katie up. Katie went down to um, her family uh, for for Christmas and that as she usually does. So um, she's still away actually for a few more weeks. Um, but yeah, she flew out just, uh, Christmas Eve or the day before the 23rd or something maybe. And then yep. yeah, I just went to my brother's. Um, for uh, for Christmas Day, Boxing Day, my brother's got called out and was ended up being at work for a fair bit of it. But um, but now it's good to catch up with the nieces and um, sister-in-law and that, and then um, and a, yeah, heap of other fellows that I've known since I was a kid and that went went to another fellow's place for Christmas Day, which is really good. And um, yeah, mostly all coppers, so it yeah. was um, yeah, good fun though. But he uh, had a few beers, um, which I haven't been drinking. But then. Christmas Day ended up having a few beers and then Boxing Day ended up having a few beers so catching up with people and that so that was pretty good and then uh, yeah pretty much just came back here uh, the day after Boxing Day I think um, came back to um, King Ash with my old man and yeah uh, got off the beers again haven't had a drink until you got back pretty much last night ended up having a few beers last night with you down the club Yeah. Um, but yeah haven't been doing a whole lot mate just pretty much kicking back at home um a uh, little bit of stuff, uh, work stuff of boat maintenance and that sort of stuff. So. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. So, like being sort of your off season, so when you're not crabbing at this time of year, like do you do you go through every crab pot? Do you service engines? What like what? Yeah, so a bit of bit of stuff. So um, yeah, engine servicing and that sort of sort of basic sort of maintenance. Um, some um, bigger sort of stuff. I'll um, probably take it to the servo here. Um, and get them, get Tamo or Jamie or someone to bloody uh, do some stuff for us. But um, yeah, there's but all the sort of basic maintenance that you can do yourself, like yeah, just changing gear oil and engine oil, and then yeah, um, fixing broken crab pots. I've got fairly, mostly fairly all new pots, so um, I'm pretty well ready to go for this season. So 
Um, but yeah, normally this time of year, that's what everyone does. You know, you pull your crab pots out and you go through and, you know, any barnacles or anything like that, you've got that grows on your floats and ropes and stuff, clean that up and then, um, yeah, make repairs to the funnels because obviously the crabs chew the funnels and yeah. stuff in your crab pots and it's, it's only sort of plastic. So um, you repair those sorts of things, um, replace the anodes on the crab pots because obviously we use steel um, steel pots and they do, um, they do rust if you don't have... Um, anodes sacrificial anodes on them yeah. so which is just basically zinc blocks or, or aluminium blocks sometimes um so you replace those so your crab pots last a bit longer yeah so um, your ones are galvanized as well yeah they're hot dip galve the wires um gal dipped yeah. um basically and then yeah yeah then it gets cut out and folded up made into a crab pot some guys actually once they've folded the uh folded the wire because it comes in rolls like yeah. fencing mesh sort of thing once they actually get it into shape of uh, the shape of a crab pot before they put anything on it then they'll actually send it to the galvanizers and get it dipped again so double dip so double dip so they last a bit longer but they're the ones you see that have the um spiky bits, sharp on it, yeah? bits yeah. On it. yeah when they when they've only come back from the just come yeah. back from the galvanizers yeah until they've been used for a bit yeah they've got a lot of sharp bits on them yeah. so you gotta be careful <laughs> where it's sort of dripped and, and solidified yeah yeah <laughs> yeah and they can be really sharp too so you gotta be careful with those ones but yeah, I don't bother so much with that. Um, I just use the, the sacrificial anodes and, you know, the extra money it costs you to get them galvanised, you know, it's uh, it's six of one, half a dozen of the other, you know. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah It's nearly as economical just um, putting the anodes on them and, and running them out when they when they start, when the bottoms start to rust, because the bottoms rust out first, obviously, because they sit on the bottom. Yeah, so okay. um, once they start rusting out, you can, you know, you can patch them up a bit. But if you look at, if the crab if the crabs aren't staying in the crab pot it's way more economical just to put a new crab pot in there and start catching crab because obviously you don't have to catch a whole lot of crab to pay for that that equipment yeah so, right, yeah. so it's yeah for me I just and I get a guy who makes all mine in Darwin so um so it's much easier for me just to put a new crab pot in there yeah fix up basic stuff entrance you know funnels and stuff like that um when you need to but other than that mate yeah pretty much just bang new ones in and um yeah so yeah, with the so even though we call it like the off season, like when you're not crabbing and there's no one crabbing at the moment, um, it's not like Queensland. Like you're not by law forced to stop. Like it's not there's no. not an open and closed season. You could you could crab 365 days a year if you wanted to. Yeah. You could, but it's it's not really viable this time of year. Obviously, and I think we've spoken about it before. Like um, with the wet season, you just don't like one. It's not not good fun when you're out there and it's bloody uh, you know pissing down with rain and windy and you get storms and things like that and then. The river comes up, so you can't have your river, your boat in the water all the time. You got to pull your boat out, and then it's just you know the quality of crab isn't there. Yeah, and, so and it gives them a good time to, um, refer, you know, to build back up again as well. So obviously the crabs have gone out and, and bred out in the ocean, yeah, and gives them some time to come back in again. So we'll start off again. Most guys will probably wait until the end of next month, so like end of February sort of thing, yeah. maybe early March. Um, like I think I started about mid March last year. Yeah. Um, which is yeah, it'll be a little bit later for me. It'll probably be towards the end of March this year because going away. Yeah. But that's um, still pretty early, isn't it? Because if we've had a decent wet season, all this water up here will still be fresh. Yeah. So, yep. for example, I remember being out with you and Young Boy last year. He would literally fill up big drums of seawater from out at outside the mouth Correct, in, in his yeah. boat and bring it back up so when he has to water his crabs throughout the throughout the week back at home yeah he's using salt water not fresh water from up here yeah because obviously the crabs are tied put into baskets and they're kept alive so you need to keep the water up to them um give them a drink a couple of times a day especially if it's warm 
Um, and you, you can't use fresh water. If no. you use rainwater, they'll die. They'll it'll yeah, kill wow. them. So um, you can wet the hessians and stuff down with um, tap water and that, but it's not good for it to give them a drink with it. Um, yeah, so you use the salt water. And obviously, the I think here it's probably... Um, yeah, maybe some places like in on the east coast, perhaps you can give them a bit of fresh water. They might not mind it as much. Yeah, right, I'm, not, yeah. I'm not really sure, but I know here like the salinity levels in the ocean here are a lot higher than other places. Like the Gulf of Carpentaria is very, very salty water. Yeah. So, um, so it's that big difference between yeah. that really, really salty water and then fresh water. I think is probably more the problem. Um, so yeah, we just cut cut salt water from the ocean back yep. in the afternoon. So you've got obviously big um, deck wash bilge pump set up on the um, on the on your boat. So you just fill up a plastic 44, 44 gallon drum. So you get a couple hundred liters yep. of salt water, and then um, yeah, bring it back and then pump it up into the into the crab shed. So you've got um, salt water there that you can yeah. you can uh, water the crabs with. But yeah, most of the other guys are away. I know, um, like young boys over um, in Cambodia. He was in Thailand the other day, but he's, I know he's over that area. So yep. he was in Cambodia the other day, and then I um, sorry he was in Thailand the other day, but I know he went to Cambodia first. So yeah, I caught up with him actually in Darwin. Um, him and his wife and and his family went and had dinner down at um, Seaford on Cullen there down. The, uh, what is it? Bloody uh, Cullen Bay. Yeah, of course it is. <laughs> Cullen Bay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just just near the, not far from between the casino and uh, and Cullen Bay yeah. Marina, yeah, um, really really nice spot down there. So yeah. the bloody favourite. So um, went down there and uh, had a feed uh, seafood on Cullen, and then uh, yeah, went for a walk along the sort of foreshore type thing there yeah. with um, young boy and young King King. Yeah, he's a little boy. So. No, it was good, good fun, mate. Good to catch up with them in Darwin, and then um, yeah, I think um, probably be another month or so I'll probably catch up with the young boy in Darwin before I fly out but um, to go on holidays but um, he'll be back here I'd say in another month or six weeks or something because yeah. same thing like I live here all the time most of the other guys go away for a few months so they'll come back before they start working and then they'll do some you know maintenance and you know repair crab pots and get organised and you know clean up after the wet season you know a lot of poisoning all the uh, weeds and yeah. you know trimming trees and you which know. is wild like I poisoned around my place here poisoned before I left and I come back and it's it's oh, as if I, I didn't yeah. even didn't even do it that was only three weeks ago or something yeah yeah, yeah that's it you, you run the mower at the moment mate, and you turn around and it's growing back again yeah. so <laughs> you, you're pretty much yeah constantly mowing lawns and poisoning weeds and that sort of stuff yeah. this time of year so what's the river been like is it the um, been up and down well as people will know, like we had a really good start to the wet season early on, so um, November, December, I think we got some good rain, and then, um, yeah, from sort of, we didn't have anything then, from Christmas right through New Year, we got nothing, right up until a few days ago, we started getting a little bit of rain, so all that, that big low that we talked about in um, the oh, last episode, from Jasper, yeah, yeah, from Jasper, like that didn't make it far enough across for us where I thought we were guaranteed to get some good rain. That yep. sort of didn't make it all the way across into the Gulf or close enough to us to affect us. So it ended up taking all the moisture away and we ended up getting nothing until a few days ago. So, But now we've been getting some good solid rain the last yeah. last few days and uh, looks like we're going to be getting a fair bit more. So currently we've got low pressure system off the East Coast, which looks like it could form into a cyclone and come back into the east coast there somewhere maybe Bundaberg even maybe south of Bundaberg somewhere yeah, wow. and then there's obviously the other low which came across from the Joseph Bonaparte Gulf so um, which is south of Darwin southwest of Darwin so towards the Western Australian border Kununurra area and that low's come across sort of 
um, the middle of the territory almost. Um, well, Darwin's been getting bulk rain up there. Yeah, so obviously <coughs> what happens is when you get a low-pressure system like that, um, when, it's, when there's low-pressure systems to the south of you, it's drawing all the moisture in from the north. So And because there's quite a good um, monsoonal flow at the moment, so a lot of uh, moist air to the north of the territory. Um, that load like brings all that moisture back down. So obviously Darwin, Adelaide River, Catherine, Daly River, I think Daly River and Adelaide River are both on like um, they're both looking fairly closely at um, you know the rivers and stuff like there. Flood watching that, yeah, yeah um, flooding and stuff. So um, yeah, so obviously if you're listening and you're around there, you'll know all about that. But yeah. um, if you plan on going to then any of those places, yeah, you probably want to check it out <laughs> before you before you travel. Um, but yeah, obviously anyone in Darwin would know because it's they've been under a lot of rain for the last few days now, yep. week or so, um, which is good because all that floodplain country and stuff like that, um, yeah. you know that that's what we talked about. You know, you have with when we talked about our Barra um, yeah. a couple of episodes back, you know that good wet seasons when you have good good, um, you know the yeah, uh, well, all that water, breed well. Yeah, all that water that falls in, around Catherine that that goes down through into the daily. Yeah, yeah, it's yep. a big catchment there. So massive catchment. There'll be people, and there's a lot of people that, that fish the daily every year, and they've got the big, the nationals and the Barra Classic yep. every year there. So they'll be very excited to see, see that river come up a long way. Yeah, they'll love that. Yeah, I think Timber Creek's right up as well. Um, river, the river there, yep. um, big horse and whatever. Um, yeah, what else? Um, so if, if someone wanted to, so our river here though, if people can keep track of the Macarthur River, there's three, three locations that is. Um, on the bomb website yeah so there's um, we can put a link on yeah. um, in the show notes or whatever um, or we can put it on our Facebook page or whatever yeah. like that. if people want to check it out um, guys in the golf um, Facebook page we'll put a link there to yeah so there's river gauging stations so there's, there's three that we look at that are on there's three gauging stations on the MacArthur River so one you is keep, you keep talking about it I'm going to grab your beer eh? yeah good 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 stuff mate yeah, so there's three gauging stations. One um, is at Borodula, and then upstream from Borodula at MacArthur River Mine, which is about 60 kilometres. There's another gauging station there. And then upstream from MacArthur River Mine, there's a uh, gauging station which is called Bailey's Grave. So we can look at um, the river heights and what the river's doing at Bailey's Grave, and then if it's coming up a lot, then the day, day or two later, you'll see MacArthur River will come up, that uh, 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 MacArthur River Mine will come up a bit. And then you look at the one in Borrelula, and it'll start coming up. So you know when you you can have a, you know, it takes several days from the uh, water at Bailey's Grave to get down to King Ash Bay, basically. Well, Bailey's, I, I've always assumed, but the Bailey's Grave one, that's somewhere near Cape Crawford, yeah. Yeah, near, yeah. Near, just near Cape Crawford, I think. So yeah. on the on the drive up, I actually got the drone up at, on the Tablelands Highway where you cross over, uh, yeah, you cross over the Macarthur River there. I actually got the drone up to see if there was much water around. On the just two days ago. Yeah, yeah. Well, what did it um, look like up there? Um, you can see the river has been flowing, but it's only fairly small there, so it's the sort of thing that go up and down really quick. So there, were, there was water there, but just not much. Yeah. So yeah, nothing too exciting. But it's oh, like big escarpment country though. Like, yeah, yeah. It's almost like um, driving into the Kimberley, that little section there, and it's like you don't see it again like coming coming this way anymore you don't see it like it's all sort of flat yeah. country again but it's weird because you just come off that massive big flat for 400 kilometers of dead flat yeah. nothing and then all of a sudden you come into that escarpment it's like you're driving into the kimberley yeah, yeah it's it's but, unreal it's from the road whenever i've driven along I've, I've driven along there and between there and even down towards macarthur river mine and all that the the it just looks like little hills 
but they're not you get up to the top of that and then it flattens off at the top and it goes forever yeah like yeah. they're not hills it's it's incredible yeah yeah well that's where the um the lost city and that is in there as well yeah right yeah yeah so um i'm not sure if anyone's doing trips in there anymore but you, you used to be able to go on a helicopter yeah. from um cape crawford yeah. heartbreak hotel and do a helicopter tour around the lost city there um yeah which is pretty cool um yeah so the river here hasn't come up much it's just started to get dirty the last um maybe four or five days or so um it's just started to get dirty water so up until then it was been you know salt water very crystal clear like really yeah. really clear water uh but now it's like um coffee colored almost you know yeah so was it so the water's coming out off off the plains sort of thing not yeah. that we have much plains but off off the flats and well, all them big flats we just talked about you yeah. know hundreds of k's of all, all the catchment there's been getting <coughs> um rain especially the last um couple of days it's really started to um ramp up there with that low that we just spoke about coming across from the west it's um it's to our west by a couple hundred k's i suppose 300 k's but it's it's bringing all that moisture down so we're getting all this um cloud coming in from the gulf and um from our sort of northwest um, all this cloud coming down and generating heaps of rainfall inland and that so obviously it washes dirt into the yeah into the creeks into the rivers and then um and then it flows down so that yeah dirties the water up but it's good to see this time of year you know we want the a good flow in the river yeah um hopefully uh that low hangs around for a bit or, or keeps moving across this way and we get some more rain and actually brings the river up obviously we don't want any flooding or anything like that yeah. but um if the river comes up five or six meters and then stays up for a period of time yeah like even if the the bridge in Boralula goes underwater that's that's still a minor flood isn't it yeah yeah so but it doesn't really affect anyone other than yeah. you know a couple of roads like if you're heading across the top road um well the top road to the east now is completely cut yeah, off yeah, you, no, can't, no. you can't get anywhere there because the the uh, Wirian and the Folsh yeah. and, and those rivers are all flooded so um you know that's a dirt road anyway but um so that that road's well and truly cut off but other than uh, cutting off sort of the outstations and, and and stuff out there it doesn't really affect too many people um other than sort of robinson river community obviously gets affected a bit by yep. it because you can't drive backwards and forwards to borrow or yep. most of their freight is road freighted yeah. in but um but they fly stuff in there to the store and i'd say there's you know minimal people there this time of year anyway yeah. everyone's pretty used to it out there so yeah well there's not many people here i can tell you that like um which is typical of this time of year at King Ash Bay. Um, so pub was open last night for a couple of hours, and what we had maybe six people. Yeah, well, um, you and Billy were there. Yeah. Um, Mish was running the bar. Yeah. Um, Brett. Brett from Weeby and Leah and Grub that have been out there yep. looking after Brett's place for him. Yeah. So that was in. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that was us. <laughs> That's all done. Yeah. Now it's uh, yeah. pretty quiet this time of year, especially like right around christmas new years and that it's very quiet there's very very few people here yeah. there's uh two two camps in the campground yeah um and both of them are people that have that either have been here the whole wet or that they come early every year and, yeah, yeah 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 so it's not very common to have people coming this time camping, of year really no. not camping i just had some guys station guys from down that country um come into the lodge for a few oh, days yeah. a couple of days ago i had seven or eight guys in there um, come down just did a couple of days fishing um so yeah like we get a few like at the lodge there um we do get a few station boys and stuff coming through yeah but it's yeah. not really swag weather is it not not in the rain <laughs> <laughs> no one is belting down at two o'clock in the morning yeah. mate. no it's not fun 
So yeah, so that that's the sort of thing you could expect this time of year. Is it, you know it's very quiet, completely different to the middle of the season, obviously because yeah. it's just everything's nice and green. Um, mowers running around flat out, and slashes running around yeah. flat out, just trying to keep the grass. The down. place looks amazing at the moment. It's good, ain't yeah. it? Yeah, it's real good. The golf course. I'll bring up a couple of photos of the golf course at King Ashbury if you've seen it before. During the dry season, <laughs> check out these photos. It's uh, vastly different. Yeah, it looks like, like a golf course. Yeah, or well, wetlands golf course. Yeah, <laughs> sometimes you can have like five hundred birds on there. Like yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a few water hazards there at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what it's like? Even so, do we have we run a smaller generator this time of year? Or yeah. So obviously, the peakers. You know, peak of the season, we could have upwards of you know four or five hundred people on site, no, yeah. or more. Um, but this time of year, there's only a handful of people. Maybe if you actually went around and counted everyone up, you'd probably get to around about 40-odd people total. Yeah, um, it could be that many. But you don't see anyone because nah. everyone sort of keeps themselves and um, and that. So, yeah, so we're obviously only using um, a fraction of the power we normally would. Obviously, you've still got things like the servos still running, but they, they reduce their freezers and fridges and stuff down yeah. to, obviously, um, they don't need that much. And then, um, obviously... We still have the bar and kitchen still operate. So um, even though it's only a few nights a week, so Tuesdays at, at the moment, I think it's Tuesdays, Fridays, Sundays. Yeah. Um, but, you know, all the you know the cool rooms and freezers there have to be on all the time. So you still got to generate a fair bit of power, but it's nowhere near as much as the peak of the season. So we do have obviously several generators in the gen shed there. So we do go to a smaller set this time of year. Um, uh, so yeah, but it's pretty quiet. Yeah. So, like even yeah. all the all the animals and that, like you, it's it, it's not uncommon to see ten kangaroos running through the the powered oh. area, you know, which you wouldn't yeah. see that during the dry season. Yeah, constantly. Yeah, all the wallabies everywhere. Like yeah. on the golf course, especially after just after it rains, they always come out onto the golf course there, and there's yeah. bloody hundreds of them there. Yeah. Um, the as soon as you start getting water around, or the grass, as soon as the grass starts to grow, you see heaps of big goannas. Big yeah. sanguanas. Like every time I'm on the mower, you see there's a big sanguana living between my house and my neighbour. Um, yeah, massive big sanguana there. He's around chasing smaller frogs that I run over with the mower. <laughs> and what else? Uh, frill necks. Yeah, always yeah. you see this time of year. Again, as soon as you start seeing a bit of grass, then frill necks come out from, I don't know where they hide, yeah. all, all dry season. But yeah, this time of year, you always see um, dozens of them. There was a big one just outside this window when I came in before um, yeah so they always see heaps of big frill necks around and then yeah you don't see too many snakes see a few pythons and stuff yeah. um, but more you sort of more see them at the end of the wet season yeah. I don't know there seems to be like this timeline that they sort of follow so I don't see many at the moment but once it starts drying up a little bit then you'll see heaps of snakes you know so like yeah April sort of thing March yeah. April then you start to see heaps of them so yeah it's a bit funny but um well, even even the fish get a break at this time of year. Not that not that we're even remotely overfished here at all. But during like I took a photo down at the boat ramp and put it on uh, one of my Facebook pages the other day, and it's there's zero cars, so zero yeah. people went fishing that two days ago, which means zero fish got taken from the entire catchment yeah. that day, and that would be common every second day at this time of year. That yeah, that yeah. Well, and even if people are going fishing, it's only a couple of people. It's yeah. two or three people at a time, so it's it's almost nothing. Um, and that's not just for here. Like that's, 
you know, if that's nobody leaving from here, that means there's nobody fishing pretty much from the Queensland border yeah. or, or east of the Queensland border, you know, um, all the way through to, um, you know, the no Roper. <laughs> well, the, the Roper, I know, you know, some people might be get, get fished to Roper this year. I'm not sure. Yeah. But at, well, at the there moment, were, I think it's all flooded at the moment, okay, so I don't think well, you can even get there. On one of my previous trips before I went down for Christmas, that uh, when I was driving back, I passed that many boats between, like, the Roper turnoff and Darwin. It's that um, that build up time of the year. There was yep. I, I just assume they're all going to the Roper. I, I think I think they might have had a good uh, a good little season there. Good little build up at the Roper. I think it's a pretty um, popular spot. Yeah, that that um, build up top. You know, October, yeah. or September, October, November. It was very um, accessible from from Darwin. Like, what's well, only a couple of hours or a few hours from Catherine? Uh, mate, I can't remember. That's no, it's a fair while from Catherine. Like it's still, yeah, like a few hours. you still got to drive. Obviously, Catherine to Mataranka, there's 110 k's. Yeah, and then I reckon it's depends where you go to. So Roper Bar from from uh, Mataranka to Roper Bar. I don't even know how far it is. Somebody let us know. Yeah, um, I should know. There's <laughs> um, a few hundred k's still, I yeah. reckon. And then 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 from Roper Bar, if you depends where you're going to. If you're going all the way to the mouth, like there's, I think there's a, uh, another boat ramp right at the mouth of Roper. Um, to get up there, that's a fair way as well, I think. Yeah, so already, yeah. I, haven't, I haven't been there, so um, I've driven from the um, Savannah Way from Borrelaw through to Mataranka, yeah. um, only because we went to Lorella Springs and stuff. So, um, so I have been across that that back way there, but only once, and it was a long time ago. I can't remember exactly what the distances were, but um, it is a fair way, and I think there's a fair bit of dirt too if you once you go, yeah, yeah once you start yeah. heading. North, so what so. else? There's no real projects happening at this time of year around Kiash Bay. It's not, there's just the usual. It's probably mowing. That's probably the biggest job this time of year. Yeah, well, mowing's flat yeah. out, mate. It's, yeah. That's everything at the moment. Um, but there's heaps of stuff going on in the background still, like um, organising stuff. Yeah, so, well, you know. Easter's early this year, and the, the, yeah. the Easter comp, the Easter fishing classic here at Kiash Bay is our our big comp for the year. Yeah, and so that's well and truly, you know, the, in, in the organising stages now. So I'm um, getting sponsorship for it and, and organising things. So that's going to be a really big one this year by the looks of it. So, which is quite exciting. Yeah. Um, actually, when I was in Darwin, I um, went and met with some guys about um, looked at buying another boat to uh, raffle off for the club there. Yeah, um, right. Because so you got one last year. Yeah, yeah, which was really good. Yeah. Uh, went really well. So um, yeah, four and a half metre one. I think it was a four three five or something like that. Yeah. Last year with like a fifty tiller Yamaha. Um, yeah, it was really good. And then, um, yeah, so this year I think we'll try and get maybe a little bit bigger boat again and um, yeah, just, nice. just a little small improvement on, yeah, on last yeah. year and try and build that up. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we well and truly covered our costs in that last year. So if we can do it again this year, that would be really good. Um, yeah, so looking at a couple of different options there, but um, some of the ones I looked at were really, really nice. So, yeah, so, um, yeah we'll, we'll keep everyone posted about that as soon as we start. Yep. Yeah, selling raffle tickets and get get that organised. Then um, we'll let everyone know. Obviously, yeah, um, there'll be heaps of stuff on if you're interested in coming to King Ash Bay or, or looking at you know wanting to know what's going on. If you follow that King Ash Bay Fishing Club Inc. Facebook page, there's heaps of stuff on there. And then um, yeah, and we've got our Mikey's got his Facebook page as well. Um, Mikey Cunningham Fishing, and then we've got King Ash Bay Lodge Facebook page as well. We try and you know, but pretty much we just share each other stuff. What's going yeah. on around the place? Um, we do our own things, and then, but uh, anything that's going on at King Ash Bay, though, will be pretty much on any of those. You'll see on any of those things. So, so that's pretty exciting. Yeah, getting that organised. Um, what else is going on, mate? We've still got you know plans for um, bar extension um, this year, so that's yeah. well and truly underway. Um, we've got all the plans are done for it, and that's um, well and truly in the. I, um, I assume you don't have an answer for this one. 
Uh, but also heaps of people ask comment in the comments asking because we announced in the last podcast about this phone tower. Yep. But what any any idea of timeline? Like, is there anyone that can give you information about when that might happen? Uh, it's not going to be five minutes. It won't, it won't be in the next <laughs> few weeks. No. Um, but uh, ideally, it'll be completed this year. Yeah. Cool. Um, Twenty four. Awesome. Um, yeah. So. As early as six months, maybe. Yeah. Um, but um, uh, as long as maybe eighteen months. Yeah. yeah. Um, but usually, from from the information that I've got so far, it's generally speaking, roughly um, six to twelve months. Yeah. Okay. Um, so obviously, it's it's not a small thing. Like I think it's about one point two million dollars or something like that for the actual infrastructure. Yeah. Wow. So, um, and there's a lot of planning that goes into it, obviously. So first of all, we've got to. Um, work out where it's going to go um, and a lot of people saying how come the club has to pay for it too I did see those comments lots of people were saying like yeah. why does the club have to, we're not paying for it it's been funded so so the, the fishing club's not paying for it this is this is basically um, us along with the um, uh, the, the network provider so Telstra yeah. basically put an application in to government for funding to put a tower there, so yeah, that's so federal government funding. It's federal it? government yeah. funding, yeah. So um, under there's several different programs that they operate, but um, one of them is the Black Spot program. So um, which is you know the government puts X amount of dollars in each year, and then people can apply to that to that um, uh, program to get their their tower funded. So um, and we've done it several times before and missed out. So yeah. it was our, it's our turn now and. Um, yeah, so basically the money's been guaranteed by the federal government to get... So it will, get, it will happen, it is happening. Yeah. Um, but the next thing is um, uh, the club will, will deal with Telstra now and look at exactly where it's going to go. Yeah. And then we have to organise the land tenure, obviously, for where it's actually going to be built. Um, so obviously we don't have an issue with it getting built anywhere as long as it's here somewhere. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so that should be fairly, fairly simple. And then obviously... Um, the tower has to be designed because they're not all just a one size fits all. The tower ha has to actually be designed, um, and then once it's all designed, then we go through planning approval. So everything has to be approved through DIPL, so Department of Infrastructure, um, Primary Industries and, Lo and Logistics. So they have to approve the actual building of it, and then there's a, a period where the public can put in submissions if somebody disagrees with it and I don't think we'll have any issues here but certainly in some places people don't want a t phone tower or they don't want something built next to their house or whatever or yeah. near their property or whatever so you have to go through that process as well which uh, takes time obviously and then once all that's done um, and it's all everything's approved and squared away then they can actually get the contractors in to start actually building it and then once it's built actually setting it up and getting it online so yeah. So yeah, at least six months. Um, probably going to be closer to twelve at the maximum, maybe eighteen months if there's any hiccups along the way. But we don't anticipate having any problems from anyone with it. Everyone's pretty keen to get it happening. Yeah, nice. Um, not just from King Ash Bay, but from Borrell and around the area. Everyone's pretty keen to to get it happening. So yeah. um, it should should be fairly smooth. And well, it'll improve improve signal in Borrell because. Uh, not in area, but in in bandwidth, absolutely, yeah. Because yeah. we'll we'll be sucking bandwidth from from the tower in Borrelula from people here because yeah, people are running their Yagi antennas and whatever to Borrelula. So yeah, so the way I understand it, and I'm certainly no no um, telecommunications expert, but the way I understand it, or the way it's been explained to me, is basically the phone tower. You need to look at it as like a garden hose, and the more people that are utilising it, 
the less pressure you're going to get. Yeah. And the less pressure you get, that means the the slower your internet download speed's going to be, this, you know, the, the worse it's going to be. So it won't change your signal area. But, you know, everyone would have experienced where they've got, um, you know, full bars of service, but they can't download anything or can't, you know... I was just about to say that, yeah, because you can have full Nothing bars. works. Oh, man, that, that's when it gets so frustrating, yeah. Yeah, but. so that, that'll alleviate a lot of that issue. And then, yeah, it'll make it... It'll be like a million people have said in, there in the comments there now. Um, you know, it's going to be an absolute game changer for, for King Ash Bay. Yeah. And hopefully, you know, we don't know exactly, obviously, how far the... Um, service will go but I would um, imagine that we'll get service probably to the mouths of the rivers at least Yeah. Um, um, without any sort of external aerials or anything like that because obviously it is flat country here um, and it's not that far I mean it's 40 k's by river but as the crow flies it's not actually that far yeah, okay. So and it's all flat so I would imagine you should be able to get um, enough service out there to you know at least send messages or whatever yeah. so um but we'll, we'll see when it happens. It's, you know, it's pretty exciting. Um, and it certainly opens up other things too because, you know, especially if you've got a bigger boat, you might want to put a, a um, an aerial on your boat and, and run a uh, smart antenna and then you'll probably get service for miles out to sea, you know, yeah. because obviously, you know, again, it's flat. And so, so yeah, no, it should be should be good, mate, where everyone's very much looking forward to it. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a um, yeah very big uh, achievement for the club to get that get that happening. Um, next thing is getting this bar extension done so that it's a bit more um, uh, weather friendly. Um, yeah. You know, a bit, bit more friendly for people that are here this time of year or early in the year. It's so like we just mentioned, you know, Easter's early this year. We could have the fishing comp on, have 300 people, 400 people there, and, um, you know, it could flog down with rain. And oh, don't we, say it. There's, there's only enough, <laughs> only enough uh, undercover area for me and Mikey and a couple of others. So, <laughs> so um so yeah, so like that'll yeah. be good to to get that. that obviously, yeah. again, that'll be it. That's a that's a big project. Yeah, a lot of hoops to jump through. Just like you were saying about the phone tower, pretty between much getting approval stuff. from Dipple and all the, the different stages. Yeah, but we've got that well and truly. That that's well and truly. Um, you know, getting down the road there now a yeah, bit. Nice. So all the all the plans have been done. It's with um, um, you know, looking at getting approved at the moment. So yeah, uh, the okay. planning planning stuff. So. Yeah, hopefully um, that comes back all positive and then we can actually start doing some costings and stuff and start looking for um, some funding and that to get that happening. So that'll be pretty good. Very exciting for the club. Um, you know, very well, very exciting for those of us that are here, especially early in the year and late in the year. Yeah. Because, um, I mean, that's the other thing too. It doesn't it doesn't just have to be the start of the year, the end of the year. Um, and without being a... Um, um, climate change um, extremist. We have had <laughs> rain in the middle of the year, which we wouldn't normally get. Like yeah, last yeah. year, we got rain um, uh, July, I reckon. Yeah, well, I reckon. even go back a few years. I remember when you first introduced me to the song, Slim Dusty song, When the Rain Tubbles Down July. You, <laughs> me and Bullfrog were sitting around a campfire at my place while it was raining in July. Yeah. And you introduced me to that song. So, yeah, so it does happen. Yeah, well, even what about we cooked that pig on the spit in, on Anzac Day? Two years yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah. So, so late April. Yeah. And, so and yeah, that and had record-breaking rain for Anzac Day. Yeah, yeah it rained all day. Yeah, it <laughs> it flooded. Did, it did so. <laughs> <laughs> all right, here's some footage of Mullet cleaning the potatoes in in the water we're standing in. <laughs> it was a show. We got there in the end though. Yeah, after yeah. about twelve hours, yeah, the pig yeah. cooked a little bit slower than we anticipated, uh, but um, but <laughs> all's well that ends well. So yeah, um, we might have to uh, try that. Oh, we can't, we can't wait to do it on Anzac Day this year. Anzac Day this year, mate, we'll be oh, yeah. on the road. 
um, after a dawn service probably. Yeah. Um, probably sending it. Hopefully, hopefully you can make it, mate. I know you're still on the fence. <laughs> <laughs> it's a quick trip. Yeah, it's it's full on. But yeah, I'll definitely have FOMO if I don't go. I know that much. Oh, for sure. I was yeah. sending you photos from the casino <laughs> at the Gold Coast, mate. <laughs> So, yeah. uh, no, I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to that as much as I'm looking forward to uh, going to uh, Vegas. Yeah, mate. no, it's <laughs> going to be going to be good fun, I reckon. So, um, so yeah, um, what else has been happening, mate? Uh, yeah, so obviously still oh, a couple of weeks that was, away. That was the pod- podcast royale, by the way. We were just talking about if you yeah. have, if you haven't haven't seen that previous episodes, the yeah, po- yeah. podcast royale on the Gold Coast, where um, yeah, different po- not us, but podcasters from around Australia are getting together and having a big charity boxing event sort of thing yeah it's yeah gonna, it's gonna yeah. be wild yeah it's gonna be quite good yeah. so it's um yeah sold it like sold out straight away almost so yeah. um so you know i'm quite looking forward to that yeah. and um so the, yeah the plan is like because as we mentioned in the previous episodes as well like um you and i've run anzac day here for quite a while now yeah um like organized dawn service and that sort of thing um the actual service side of things anyway yeah. um so we'll do that and then um, after dawn service, probably, yeah, jump straight in the car, head to Darwin, get on a plane, fly to the Gold Coast. I fly to Brisbane, um, go to the Gold Coast, have a night there. Then the next day is the podcast royale. Then recovery, 12 hours. And then uh, back to Brisbane, back on the plane, back to Darwin, back in the car, 1,000 k's back to here, back to work the next day. Excellent. Uh, about a four-day turnaround, I think, um, <laughs> for about uh, eight thousand kilometres travelled. <laughs> it's all right though. <laughs> Get amongst it. Yeah, yeah, no, it'll be wild. It'll be wild. So yeah, so still not sure. Um, like, cause uh, we mentioned already, like I've got a Toyota coming. It's supposed to be delivered to the place in Brisbane to get some stuff done. Now, um, so hopefully that's going to be ready when I get back. Um, in March from the states, because I've, but if it's not, then when like when we go down for that podcast royale, then we'll jump in that and drive it back. Yeah, um, drive it back then. So yeah, but I'm hoping it'll be ready in March because I've got heaps of other stuff planned um, when I get back. Pretty much flying to Melbourne from LA overnight in Melbourne, uh, fly to Brisbane, uh, fly to Sydney. That night, Theo Vaughn's coming to Australia. Oh, yeah. So, anyone that doesn't know Theo Vaughn, comedian, he's bloody hilarious. So, um, he's got a concert on that night. So, um, go to the concert that night. Then the next morning, I want to go and have a tour of the... Um, I've been to Sydney a couple of times, but I've never been to the the uh, fish market, Sydney fish market. Yeah, right, yeah. So, I'm really interested to go and have a look at the auction floor and stuff. So, I booked a tour on, to do An that. An actual tour? Yeah, it's yeah, a tour. Okay. It's like 6 o'clock in the morning. So, I got Theo Vaughn that night. Um a few beers with Theo after it's just knocked off and then um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then <laughs> then uh, yeah straight to the uh, fish market at 6am to uh, go to the tour and uh, have a look at that no it'd be interesting to see that that end of that end of it um, although I don't think there'd be oh, well I'm assuming there might not be any crab from the territory there but yeah. be interesting to see that side of it though and, and how it works and then um, something to talk about and then that night there's um i think chris young is um one of the um, american um, country music singer um who's going to cmc rocks he's got a concert that night in sydney yeah right, so yeah. yeah i'll go to that i've got tickets to that already go to that that night then the next morning fly to brisbane hopefully pick the car up um if it's ready um i've got to put 500 k's on it um before i can leave so they can do some um, warranty tests and stuff like that warranty checks and stuff like that on the um, suspension and everything so I'll probably slip up the sunny coast 
um, do a couple of days up there. I got um, my mum lives up there, so I'll probably see her. And then um, oh, what else? Oh, um, four drive shows on that weekend in <laughs> Brisbane. So go to that on maybe Saturday. CMC Rocks is on four that. Four drive show, and you'll have your brand new four wheel drive. Just leave your credit cards at home, <laughs> mate. Serious. C- CMC Rocks <laughs> is on that weekend as well. I got oh. tickets to CMC Rocks. So I'll probably switch out to Ipswich and go and watch a bit of that for the day on Sunday or something. And then um, what else? Yeah, and then probably yeah, hook it back to go out to Toowoomba on Monday or Tuesday. Go see my uh, dad's mum up there, Nan, and. Um, yeah, leave from there the early the next morning to then it's two days drive home. If I do punch out fourteen hundred Ks, fifteen hundred Ks for a day, I think it's about fourteen hundred Ks a day. Um, I can make it home in in two days from there. Far which will right. get me home at around about the twenty second of March, I think. Um ready to get stuck into work. Then here until for one month until the twenty fifth and then leaving the twenty fifth of April to head back down to the Gold Coast again. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, so I know I need a travel agent, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so travel agents out there. <laughs> I've got about uh, five minutes to spare and all that travelling. That's, that's what we were talking about, though, before we were talking about, like, when you're travelling down to the East Coast and you know so many people you want to catch up with everyone, quite often, because you don't get to go away that much, that often. Like, I haven't been away for 12 months. Yeah. So, like, when I go away, I've only got a, sort of a few weeks to fit everything in, and majority of that's going to be overseas. And then when I get back, I've only got, like, a week or eight days maybe at most sort of around that Brisbane coast area like I've got so many people I've got to try and catch up with it's just an absolute mission as well as trying to get some business stuff done there as well you know yeah. like um, you know I want to get another hire boat um, built for this season so you know that's um, again it's all time dependent but you know there'll be a bit of work in getting that sorted as well you know so that that's a, there's a day at least you're going to lose sort of so yeah it is pretty hard when you travel, <laughs> going away from here and you don't get much time. Yeah. So if you know me, don't complain that I didn't come see you, <laughs> so yeah, please. Because I'd love to go and see everyone, but it's just sometimes you just don't have the time. So yeah. So what's happening in the next few days, mate? That's that's a month away still before I leave. So what's happening the next few days? Oh, it's raining, mate. so. Yeah, look, it's like I'm only here for a week for the, this trip, so I do need to get out fishing. But when you go on there and look at the weather report and it's, it's absolutely howling winds and and raining all day on and yeah. off all day. It, it's really uninspiring to go fishing. It really is. Well, the so thing is too, it's not like you just go on five minutes. Even though we're yeah. only three hundred meters from the boat ramp, it's you know an hour down the river to get to the mouth to go to you know to properly go fishing. Yeah. Um, to make a day of it. So, you know, you get down there and then it's blowing twenty knots and it's absolutely flogging down rain and then you've got to drive back in it. Um, uh, yeah, it's not not the most fun and it's especially if you're doing it like you're not doing it to go get a feed like you're, you're sort of doing it to make you make a video for your yeah. youtube channel yeah so if it's flogging down with rain you can't like audio is going to be up the shit you're not going to be able to get any audio video is very difficult as well obviously yeah. so although you know you run gopros and stuff which are waterproof it's still yeah. very difficult to get good shots and stuff still, in the still rain the, the, yeah the lenses are getting wet every two seconds and yeah it's it's makes it very difficult to to put out good quality yeah. content so i do need to get out there but that's just yeah I, I think i think slightly better weather is coming in a few days time so yeah, yeah. well hopefully if you're going to plan a trip home i'll be able to come out with you for yeah. a run yeah have a look around um yeah, so big plans for 2024, mate. What else is happening? Oh, look, I need to sort of set some goals for 2024. Like, obviously, I would love for 2024 to be my meter barra. Yep. Caught hundreds of barra money before, but still waiting for my metery. 
So yeah, twenty twenty four. That could be uh, could be the good one. Obviously, I want to just share yeah, for this year the outlook. Just keep growing my YouTube channel. Keep working on this podca- podcast and keep growing yeah. this. Um, just keep improving everything and. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's that's all I can do really. So that's just yeah, no specific goals as such in in place. But yeah, just just keep being a mad dog. Not expanding into OnlyFans <laughs> just yet. <laughs> no, no, not yet. It's, not yet. It's, it's coming. The, it's coming. It's, it's on the cards though. I'm willing. I'm willing to do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm much you? the same, mate. But much the same. Um, nah, pretty stoked. This year's looking really good. So um, like we're pretty busy in just about everything we're doing. So podcasters you know we've got it up off the ground now as like well people see or or hear at least um this episode should sound a bit better like we've spent a fair bit of money on equipment and stuff to try and get that little bit better quality so that it's you know a bit easier to listen to um and we'll keep improving on that as we go obviously yeah. you know neither of us wanted to you know drop 10 grand on the first week to you know on equipment and stuff but that's that that'll happen as, as we keep going and, and get uh, more listeners and stuff and start to build it up and um, build it into another sort of a business then um, we'll keep investing money into it and, and uh, getting it, it better again and the other thing is I suppose um, like goals for the podcast is like getting good good people on to have a chat to like we've just so far I think yeah well this is number seven now it's just been you and I but um, the plan is this year certainly as people start to get back into town there's plenty of interesting people with plenty of really cool stories that um we want to have yarn with and and um yeah share share some um some different bloody uh different stories and that from different people so that's one big thing um yeah much the same with work though it's um yeah same as last year pretty much just uh get in hopefully it's a good you know hopefully we continue to get some good rain and yeah. that and we have a good uh, crabbing season will be nice crabs, hopefully, yeah. um certainly the tourist season's looking really really good um you know the amount of bookings that we've got for the lodge and stuff um is, yeah. is really really good like really solid all year everyone's talking about how that it's going to be a good year yeah. um yeah everything's just going good mate like yeah and obviously we've got one high boat now but um yeah we want to get another one up and going because i just again we've just got so many inquiries and that and so if someone wanted to hire the boat they'd struggle to get it this year or is it not oh well that's why i want to get another one yeah. so, so it sh- shouldn't be too much of an issue just yet but yeah but obviously we haven't pushed that at all like we haven't really advertised no. it or anything like that it's just sort of been all natural and then natural growth so um we haven't even advertised it here at the club it's all been word of mouth and that so and it certainly hasn't been a um you know we haven't treated it as a solid sort of separate business or anything like that it's just sort of goes with the lodge and yeah and that but um but yeah this year we're certainly looking at setting that up a bit better and advertising it and stuff and and uh having a crack at that and um if it goes as well as I'm expecting it to, I think then we'll probably expand again pretty quickly. Yeah, like yeah. We'll, yeah, I've got... Um, I'm waiting on a quote for a new boat now. Um, um, should be any day now. Should have that sorted. And then, yeah, if that all works out, I'm yeah, pretty confident we'll get we'll, we'll keep expanding on that. Yeah, nice. Um, yeah, because there's definitely a, a need for it here, I think. Yeah, because it, unless someone comes here with their own boat, yeah well there's there's not a lot of options for for fishing well and it's not just that one of the biggest things and one of a lot of the things we get is is people that bring their own boat here but they haven't driven it for 12 months they haven't been on the water for 12 months and they put it in the boat ramp and they go to start the engine and nothing happens uh and you know all of a sudden they've got and i mean the servo can fix most things pretty quickly and you can get parts here pretty quickly if it's urgent but like sometimes there's catastrophic issues or somebody you know hits a rock bar or 
or whatever has a you know a major or you know uh, the trailer falls to bits are coming across um, you know after pot breeding season the, <laughs> <laughs> they do a trailer or something like that and they can't get their boat here and it gets towed to Darwin or towed back down south or something like that um, you know on a truck or whatever and they're here with no boat so then yeah that's uh, try and fill that void as well so if people yeah come unstuck they've got got an option so they don't just have to drive all the way back to Sydney or Brisbane or Melbourne or whatever not have any fun they can still um, yeah, you still jump on the water and have a look around and, and the good thing about the territory is like it's pretty safe here a lot of uh, a lot of people around and stuff we've got the um, radio repeater here so you've got contact with people soon to be Telstra Tower so we'll have yeah. phone comms hopefully for most of the river systems um, but you don't need a boat license here like you don't have to have you can you can do, do a high drive boat with um, with just a car license or just and you know you don't need anything too much yeah. to, to be able to jump on the water so so um, no I think it'll be a be a good thing um, yeah so other than that mate I don't know uh, what else what's, is going, what's going on with you the next few days you asked me what's happening like have you got I think you're excited about this weekend aren't you uh, UFC's on this weekend yeah. yeah 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 I'm real keen for that um, like I'm not a massive massive UFC bloody fan or anything like that but any of the big fights I always buy any of the big fights yeah. especially if there's any Australians but there's um um, who's fighting this weekend? The Australian guy. Um, I'm so out of the loop. I used to be so. Yeah, so I, I haven't even UFC. looked at. It. I just, I just know it's Strickland and Duplessis is the main event. Yeah, so, yeah, um, yeah. South African guy versus American guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm super keen to watch that. Like, they're both very vocal guys, and they've you know hyped it right up. They're the guys that had the punch up at the. At, in the in the crowd at the last year. Oh, <laughs> yeah. is it? Okay, yeah, yeah. I did see that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, so no, I'm looking forward to that. That'll be it'll should be a really good fight. Actually, the whole card I think is really good. Yeah. Um, but that should be a really good fight. So I've got a new TV, mate. As you would know, yeah. um, <laughs> my missus has been complaining for ages because our TV broke about eight months ago, <laughs> and I don't really watch TV. Okay. So, so um, it doesn't really bother me. But um, but yeah, missus is not real happy. But when I was in Darwin. I um, took my old TV back because I had it on like that warranty, buddy. Oh, yep. You know what? It, product care or whatever. And um, yeah, so um, yeah, got a got a credit and then went and had a look at new TVs. Then up uh, blowing a few extra grand. And uh, oh, you got a good a, one, did you? Get a, a monster coming, mate. So oh, really? A yeah, good one? I'll, oh. need, I'll need a hand. Hopefully, it's on the truck. Actually, it might be on the truck tomorrow. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, if it is, you're gonna to have to come to town with me to give me oh, a yeah, lift. Sweet. Well, that gives me something to do tomorrow. Yeah, so Mike, oh, actually, yeah, that's a good point. We've got to slip in and pick up everyone's beer because the beer's getting come down on the truck. So pick up everyone's beer, so no one gets thirsty. Um, pick up hopefully the TV if it's there. If not, it'll be on the weekend's truck. So hopefully we'll be able to pick it up Saturday then because yep. the, the UFC's on Sunday, so um, it should be there. Um, and then yeah, have to give you get you to give us a hand lifting it up, put it on the wall, mate. Too easy. She's a big jigger. <laughs> so, um, so yeah. Um, then what else, mate? Um, what else have I got on? Mowing lawns if the rain stops, <laughs> which you can constant. hear right now. There's, there's just come over again with some heavy rain. Yeah, it's absolutely belting down at the moment. So uh, <laughs> by the sounds of things, so um, um, although it doesn't really look like it, but no. sounds like it for sure. Um, yeah. So what else have we got going on, mate? Uh, UFC on the weekend. Um, hopefully if we get a good day or something like that we might be able to get out like I was trying to get out fishing um, oh, last week and the week before I think it was um, yeah had some people visiting and I was trying to get out for a day take someone fishing for a day but mate just it's the same thing you like in the morning's not so bad 
but then by lunchtime it's building up and it's blowing 20 knots and then then you have these massive big thunderstorms and you know what I'm like with lightning so um, like I don't want to be anywhere near (laughs) near a graphite (laughs) fishing rod or an aluminium boat especially not in the middle of the river somewhere so um, so I never never end up going out at all because it's just been although we haven't had all that much rain like these big storms been building up every day every day yeah and like and you know what it's like even though you don't get under one right here you go five k's down the road or down the river and you get absolutely smashed like you know you can come back up the river and go through three storms in one one trip you know what i mean so so um so yeah speaking of trips mate um spotify playlist we haven't even touched on that yeah so um we've got our golf mud crabbers um spotify playlist which we sort of mentioned a few episodes back and a few people are actually listening to it and, and have been commenting. People have been um, recommending songs as well. There's actually one fellow that, that uh, recommended one and I just added it straight away because it was such a banger. It was a, oh, I can't even remember which one. It was a Tim McGraw song. Anyway, it's in the, it's in the playlist, yes. Yeah, so that went, that went straight, to the, straight to the list. But um, yeah, typically to get a song on the list, it has to be nominated in, uh, on the podcast. So I do have a nomination. It's a song that I had a, a very much a love-hate relationship with at first. Because I, I told you the story about before we started recording. Like, it was a song I hadn't heard before, and TikTok was advertising it to me. Like, it was literally paid sponsorship yeah. by Teddy Swims. Never heard of him. And this song, Lose Control, the ad would, I would have seen the ad for this song, and I would have scrolled past it 4,000 times. I'm like, well, why are they advertising? It's just next, 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 yeah. And then I listened, I put the the new or newish feature on uh, Spotify, the D, Spotify DJ. Yeah, yeah, I tried that, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. I, I put that on. And one of the first songs that came on that it recommended to me was Lose Control by Teddy Swims. And I have big speaker system at my place here and had it cranked up. And I'm like, wow, this is a good song and this guy can sing. So yeah, so that's, that's my nomination. I want to nominate that song for... Uh, for, for the, the, uh, the playlist for the, place for the golf mud crabbers playlist on spotify sounds good mate all right approved sounds good. it's been approved so um I, well yeah I've, I've actually added a couple on there you would have seen already yeah. um i added one on there the other day um which is you and i both love this well everyone everyone should love this song um it's uh uh we are australian oh yes but, the, tra- the travis collins but it's a version. travis collins yeah yeah version. Which, which is a live version and it's it's sensational yeah it's really good with yeah. australia day coming up yeah. it's um that had to go on there so um it's yeah if you haven't heard that version go and listen to it because it is it is really really yeah. good um but yeah so for my song for now i reckon uh jelly roll is very topical at the moment so um people would have seen that he's he just won um new artist uh, um at the cmas won yeah. new artist of the year um and he's just been absolutely blowing up like he's you know yeah. um on every everyone's podcast and yeah. that he's just going so good and then um yeah one one new artist of the year um been nominated for a grammy um and you know this is a guy if you don't know who he is go and look him up like does not look like a country singer no. <laughs> at all um but um but yeah he's an absolute legend um yeah his speech at the um at the cmas when he won his his award went viral like straight away it was really really good and then um and then also he just did a speech in congress about um, talking about um drug usage yeah, and stuff fentanyl, like that yeah. fentanyl and stuff so yeah like yeah he's pretty inspirational yeah. um and um and mo- like he's got a, a heap of really really good songs out and he keeps bringing out good songs like seems like every other week he's got a new 
new song out, but um, he's just collaborated with um, Jess Murph. Yeah. Um, Jesse Murph. Young 19-year-old. Yeah, young girl. And, um, yeah, I just really, really uh, like that he jumped on with somebody that's, you know, sort of up and coming. Oh, she's doing pretty good, actually. She's doing really good. But um, but it's really good to see that he sort of jumped on and, and um, jumped on the track with her. And, um, yeah, Wild Ones is the name of the track. But, um, yeah, have a listen to it. It's, it's, it's sort of... Uh, country hip-hop sort of yeah, like okay. sort of vibe um yeah not really bro country but like yeah it's sort of very very modern sort yeah. of hip country yeah. but um but yeah i love jelly roll and jess murph's got a really really cool sound and yeah, awesome. like and i think she's going really really good like you've really uh unique awesome voice and uh yeah very topical as well like you know on theo von's podcast the other day he was talking about it heaps and um yeah, everyone's been talking about her yep. heaps. So um, I think she was actually in Australia just before Christmas. Yeah, I'm pretty okay. sure she was at Perth. Pretty sure. Pretty sure she did a thing in Perth. Yeah, I know. Um, anyway, yeah. So um, Wild Ones by Jess Murph um, featuring Jelly Roll. That's uh, that's my one for that's this week. Go, that's going to go on the list. So, Unreal. Um, but yeah, so we'll try. I've got heaps, so I could yeah, <laughs> we'll try and we'll try and grow that list. Yeah, by a couple of songs every, every podcast, we'll nominate a song each. Yeah, and just keep keep that growing. You'll see that we we did find the noodle song in a previous podcast. <laughs> we were trying to locate the noodle song, um, which which was uh, a very inspirational song. Yeah, one day. If, if you're trying to look for it in the uh, in the playlist, it's the one you can't read. Yeah, it's written <laughs> in Cambodian. It's in or Khmer. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, it's it's pretty good. The noodle song, yeah, yeah. it's like a gangster rap song, <laughs> and, it, and it's and it's sung in Khmer as well, so yeah. In, in yeah Cambodian. Yeah, so and we love it. Yeah, a young boy obviously introduced it to us. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, it is pretty good though. So yeah. Uh, so yeah, we'll try and do that every couple every uh, episode. Though we'll try and add a couple of songs, um, at least one each, and yeah. Um, yeah, see how we go. Try and build that up a bit. Um, recommendations. Actually, I've seen some messages um, come through. With some recommendations from some people. Next I've podcast, actually, we can actually do like oh, we not do not, not a Q and A, but like we can actually respond to. We got so many people that have messages. Yeah, now e- e- emails, comments on the YouTube channel, and um, Facebook messages and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, I've I've got heaps on my phone. So if I haven't like I've tried to respond to some people. Um, like there's already a lot of people. Believe yeah. it or not, there's already a, a hell of a lot of people sending messages and stuff and emails. So if we haven't replied to you, it's um, not because we hate you. <laughs> <laughs> just, just hang, hang, hang tight. We'll, we'll get back to you. Yeah. And um, yeah, we'll try to try to get back to everyone anyway. Yeah. Um, for now. Yeah. What do you reckon, mate? Yeah, I reckon we shut it down, bro. Shut it down, bro. Rattle. Oh, look at that! Oh, <laughs> Guys in the Gulf. <laughs>